Welcome, friends and church leaders. You're listening to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer support to church leaders who want to become better informed, more effective, and help their church thrive. I'm your host, Becky Holton, and thank you for joining me today. In the last two episodes of our Summer Shorts series, Carrie talked about some of the endearing and notable principles of the American Restoration Movement. Referencing two of the most influential and early leaders of that movement, Barton W. Stone and Alexander Campbell, he spoke of the need to discard authoritative human creeds in religion. As Richard Hughes points out in his book, Reclaiming a Heritage, the problem with creeds lies in the fact that they often codify truth. And when truth is organized and cataloged, well, it just shuts off any further need to search for further light on a given topic. And you know, in reality, the rejection of creeds by the early restoration movement leaders was nothing more than an affirmation of the right to search for truth. So in podcast episode number 84, Carrie encouraged church leaders to welcome dialogue and debate on what the Bible teaches. And in this podcast, I want to talk about Barton W. Stone. Now, like Campbell, he too urged Christians to go back to the Bible and view the Bible alone as their authority for religion and in religion. For example, in 1798, Stone was asked this question, do you receive and adopt the confession of faith as containing the system of doctrine as taught in the Bible? And you probably recall the Confession of Faith referred to the Westminster Confession of Faith, which all ordained Presbyterian ministers were called upon to affirm. Well, Stone's reply was, quote, I do as far as I see it consistent with the word of God, end of quote. As noteworthy as this quotation is, uh, as it showed Stone's respect for the Bible and his decreasing respect for human creeds and religion, I want to talk about another one of the significant contributions of Barton Stone to the Restoration Movement. I want to talk today about his commitment to holy living, to separation from worldly values, and to living according to the kingdom of God. According to Richard Hughes in his book, Reviving the Ancient Faith, the Story of Churches of Christ in America, the notion of separating from the world and its values It just really lies at the heart of Stone's thought. It can be found, Hughes wrote, on every single page almost of 14 volumes of his Christian Messenger that ran through the years of 1827 to about 1844. Stone consistently urged his followers to follow and live out a radical code of ethics. And that code required abandonment of self to service to one's neighbor. For example, in July 1842, Christian Expositor, Stone called followers of Jesus to avoid extravagant attire, to care for widows and orphans, to minister to the poor and the hungry, and to free their slaves. He summed up his life's orientation when he said, quote, no Christian lives for himself, not self, but the Lord is the great end of his living. 
Like an obedient servant, he says, Lord, what would thou have me do? And when that will is known, he flies to it, not regarding how great the sacrifice of wealth, ease, or reputation. What a quote, huh? Hughes notes that if Stone had a creed, he expressed it when he admonished his readers, quote, you must not mind earthly things, nor set your affections on them, not to be conformed to the world. Here you have no abiding place, but are as strangers and pilgrims seeking a better country. Hughes, a church historian, asserts that the difference between Stone and Campbell lay in what the two men found in Scripture. Campbell primarily found models for the worship and organization of the church, whereas Stone primarily found models for holy living. Stone agreed with Campbell that Christians should separate themselves from fallen denominational structures, but he believed that denominational structures had fallen because they represented the values of this world rather than the values of the kingdom of God. And this perspective was evident in his views on religious debate. You know, Campbell utilized religious debates to help people know the truth of God's word, and Stone condemned debating in the interest of the Christian faith. Stone believed that, quotes, debates tend to strife, deaden piety, and destroy the spirit of prayer, puffed up in the vain mind, and destroy the comforts of true heavenly religion, end of quote. And you know, near the close of his life, Stone complained that many of his own people placed biblical knowledge, religious controversy, and debate above godliness, piety, and brotherly love. We might well wonder ourselves if we Christians today have accommodated ourselves to the culture in which we live. There's no doubt that the culture in which we live will influence us in any number of ways, but a vital question for us is, should it influence our ethics, our values, and our morality? Shouldn't we, as Stone Advice, be committed to holy living, to separation from worldly values, and to living according to the values of the kingdom of God? I think we could say absolutely yes. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, surely there is value in pointing people back to the founding tradition of the Christian faith, don't you think? Surely there's value in the restoration vision, but while we seek to restore some of the forms and structures of the New Testament church, we must not overlook the restoration of the way Jesus wanted his followers to live. So let's commit ourselves again to holy living, to separation from worldly values, and to living according to the values of the kingdom of God. 